Welcome to the third episode of Spectra. My guest today is Tatum Mangus. She is a photographer in New York. She shoots gorgeous travel and editorial and is a contributing photographer for the blog, A Women's Thing. We met up on the evening of the supermoon to talk about love, family, creative work, and life. You were raised in a military family. What was it like growing up? It was just adapting every time we moved. And like the first seven years of my life, I didn't speak English. So my mother is Japanese. Mm -hmm. And we, we, I was living in Japan for the first seven years. And then we moved to Hawaii. And then I got just thrown into public school. Mm -hmm. And that was hard. <laughs> um, I was like enrolled in like an ESL program, but this public school was so bad. The ESL was like combined with like mentally handicapped children. Yeah. So we would just be like watching Sesame Street. And I'm like, okay, I'm not like dumb. I just can't speak your language. <laughs> but it was just, but also on the flip side, like having, you know, we moved every three or four years, sometimes once a year. And it was just kind of like through those like awkward times it was just like okay well I made these mistakes I'm not gonna make those mistakes again and no one has to know about what stupid things I did last year and you know like that embarrassing thing that happened doesn't have to exist so it's this like reinventing every time we moved which is like empowering you know plus it gives me the ability to make friends quickly I guess. I don't know. I think I adapt easily now. Yeah. Moving to New York was a breeze. Although I did have a good like home base here, so it's fine. But Yeah, you had friends here, so yeah. you were able to connect with them. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. Um, when you were taking those ESL classes, how long were you in them? Um, it was like an hour or two a day. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, so, it was so funny. I learned English over a summer, basically. Yeah. And so I was in ESL in second grade. And then by third grade, I was, like, on student council. You know? I was yeah. Like, <laughs> I was different. Um, my mom didn't want to enroll me in ESL classes because they put her in them because she spoke Spanish. She moved here when she was four. And she also had a learning disability. Wow. She's dyslexic. And, like, didn't know. So she struggled in those classes a lot. And so they, I remember in elementary school, they put me in one of the classes. And she was like, my daughter doesn't need ESL. She speaks perfect English and was, like, really angry. Yeah, why did yeah. they? That's Mostly because my last name was Gutierrez. So they were like, oh, and I spoke Spanish. So they, like, knew. School systems are flawed. Just right. All around, <laughs> all across the board. <laughs> so. um, what was your first introduction to photography? Um, probably in tenth grade. I en I enrolled in a like a ex extra class, I guess, extracurricular class, and it was photography. And there's a lot of like really shitty digital selfies. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
um, and just like, oh, trees. And like, you know, it was really bad. But I actually learned Photoshop also at the same time. And that was like, to me, like way more exciting than taking photos. And so I was like, I didn't even care about taking the photos. I just wanted to manipulate them later. And that's what got me into it. But then um, every semester when I started community college, I was taking a photo class. I don't even know why, because I was taking, I was trying to do a fine art major. And so I was taking like all these like painting classes and uh, drawing classes and sculpture and all this stuff. And photography I just took it every semester and by the end of I went to community college for three years because mm-hmm. I couldn't I loved it so much <laughs> um but yeah by the end of the three years I was like oh my god I've just I've been taking pictures forever and so when I finally decided to go to university I majored in photography yeah, yeah. was that a like you didn't really it sounds like you kind of fell into it but also, like, it was an aim for you? Yeah, I guess so. It was just, like, something I'd just always done. Yeah. And I always had it just kind of as a back burner situation, and, but I was, like, always wanted to be something more, like, fine arty, you know? Mm-hmm. But I just, that wasn't, <laughs> I was bad at it, <laughs> so. Um, was your, did, or, like, are your parents at all artists in, like, their own... Definitely not my dad. My mom, growing up, um, took a lot of art classes, um, but she did like a lot of like, crafts when I was growing up. She was a housewife, so she just stayed at home and like she'd like make do like I don't know if you ever heard of like toll painting. No, it's like painting by number, kind of like you get these books and they're like these like cute little like welcome home signs and like they tell you like what color paint to get and they like come in these like they're like at the craft stores they're like named it's like baby bell blue and like I don't know (laughs) but she would basically paint by number all the time and like looking back I'm like mom why couldn't you be more creative (laughs) just like make your own thing well they do say coloring is like therapeutic yeah, and I like, mean, I'm, she obviously loved it, you know. <laughs> and she would, like, quilt and cook. I mean, she was amazing. She was an amazing housewife. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were working, like, you were working on your own. And were you still working at the at um, La Colombe when you decided to, like, travel for six yeah, months? Yeah, yeah. So I was working at a bar two days a week. I was working at the coffee shop three days a week, and then I was doing freelance photo on the side. Mm -hmm. And then the travel thing, I I mean, I had, like, a huge list of places I wanted to go, and I was having happy hour drinks with a friend of mine one night, and I was telling him about all these places I wanted to go, but I couldn't take the time off, and he's like, just quit your jobs and go. And then I was like, you're right. What, like, these jobs mean nothing to me. So I did. <laughs> was it hard, though? Like, what did you do to, like, prepare yourself? Well, I had just, like, stacked money for no reason. And so I was already well on my way to, like, be 
being able to leave. And so, but then I gave myself a couple more months and then bought tickets and left. Nice. Yeah. Did you go on your own? Um, I went with my boyfriend Terry mm-hmm. for the first leg of the trip. And then I and then I went to Australia by myself and then met up with some friends in Europe and then did a b- little bit of Europe by myself. Went to San Francisco, <laughs> met up with all my friends there, and then went to a wedding in Dominican Republic, and then did a road trip with a friend of mine from San Francisco to Baltimore. Nice. So it's kind of been like different people along the way, and like the longest I was alone was in Australia for a month. What was that like? The first week was really hard. It was really hard because I was with people. When you're traveling with people, you're with them 24-7. It's not like living in New York where you have space sometimes on your own, you know? Um, So to go from that to just, like, literally I'd go days without talking to people, and it was just, like, hard and weird, but also really, like, meditative and calming, and it was a lot of space and time for myself that I don't think that people get these days. So I do appreciate that. Yeah. A little bit boring, but <laughs> yeah, I feel like you need that sometimes. Yeah. Um, it inspired your book, Everything Was the Same. Yeah, um, what why that title is it because of Drake or <laughs> no, it's so funny. I thought of that title, and then my best friend is like a giant Drake fan, she's like, That's just like, are you are you trying to? It's a Drake title. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even realize. Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's really good. So <laughs> whatever. Yeah, but no, it was um, when I was laying out the book. It was really hard because in the past, I had made books, but they were all really. It, they were always based on my travels, but to one place. So to try to connect, you know, all of these really different places together in a coherent way in throughout a book is was just really hard. And when I figured out kind of the way I wanted to lay it out, um, the pages that face each other uh, kind of talk to each other, and often they're from different places. So Hmm. they kind of mirror each other. Sometimes it's like, you know, um, there's there's two two pages that face each other. Um, One is my hand on on a window um, overlooking Tokyo, and then another are these, like, two gloves that I found like perched on these branches and they're just like you know it's like two really different places but having like a similar visual I don't know and I'm sure it has to do also with the fact that I'm still the same person taking the photos wherever Mm. I go but just to find connections in different places um it just makes you feel like more united in a way like you know, we are all the same after all. Yeah. Um, so you're building your career and forging a creative path, which can be difficult. Uh, what what keeps you going? That's such a good question. I don't know. I don't know. Because I, I, still, I still work at a bar now, um, and I still do... Some photo work that I'm not, like, super into, but I, I do the work that I do on my own. I, 
I guess it gives, it makes me happy to see things, to create things. Um, and especially like printing a book, like to have like a tangible outcome is so rewarding. And to be able to share it with people is like super important, I think, for me and my work. I have a friend um, that shoots amazing photos and he's super diligent, like shoots so much and works on his photos all the time, but doesn't have a website, doesn't have an Instagram, has no outlet of sharing the photos. And it's just like this crazy wonder. Like, I don't even, like, how does he keep going? I don't know, you know? Um, But yeah, that's, I guess that's what keeps me going to share it. That's cool. Um, How do you balance your work and your life? It's every day is a new struggle and my life is so chaotic, I feel like. I have like zero (laughs) stability. (laughs) I don't know. This week's been nuts. Like sometimes I go to bed at 5 in the morning. Sometimes I go to bed at 10 p.m. It's like, I don't know. It's all over the place. Yeah. it's I'm just a juggling maniac. I don't know. (laughs) Is there something you do for yourself? To, like, ground yourself? Um, not really. (laughs) I sleep a lot. Maybe that's something I do for myself. (laughs) Um, but I do, I've, I've always ridden my bike everywhere in San Francisco, and it's a little harder here with the seasons, but I think that even though it's a device to get me from A to B, it's it's rewarding, you know. I it gives me like energy and and it's really nice to see the world that way. Um, I'm always seeing things on my bike, and it's like, oh, this light is so beautiful, or like, oh, what a beautiful day it is outside, or fuck, it's cold, but at least I'm out here, you know. Um, that's rewarding for me, and that's maybe something I do for myself, even though it's also totally just a way to get from A to B, like, fastest. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Especially in traffic. Yeah. Um, So your partner, Terry, is also a photographer. Mm -hmm. How did you guys meet? We met at school, um, but he, well, we met actually in the dorms that we lived in, in San Francisco. Um, But he was actually at first an advertising major, and then he switched over to, um, I guess it's called uh, digital or new, new media. It's called new media. Um, And it's kind of really large scope of like websites and video editing and like doing um, like after effects and things. But uh, he started shooting photos probably about three or four, three years into our relationship. Um, He had this camera that he had bought, a 35 millimeter, and he just asked me how to use it. And he literally, once he picked it up, never put it down. I mean, he's been like an incredible inspiration for me and he's changed the way that I shoot immensely. I mean, I like he's completely turned me around. And I really, at first I was like resentful because I was like, well, 
this is my thing. Like, why are you, like, outshining me? This sucks. But then it was like, oh, no, this is, like, a whole other way of shooting that I didn't know existed, really, you know? He shoots in a way that's, like, every day have a camera on you at all times, like, documenting everyday life. And I'd always shot in a more controlled way or like set up situation um so I'd always worked with these giant cameras that required a lot of setup and you know I would have like someone modeling for me or whatever but to shoot every day it's like so new and awesome and has really yeah changed the way that I shoot I caught up again with Tatum so I wanted to talk to you about love. To hear her story about how she met Terry. I had a friend who lived on the first floor and Terry was her neighbor. And she was having a birthday party in Lower Haight at SF Underground Bar. It was like a really shitty bar. And we we're all like fresh, well, all of us except for Terry who's four years older, but we we're all like freshly 21. So we are like, super excited to go out. And I met him there because she was like, you have to meet Terry. He's awesome. And then I met him and it was like, I immediately, like, I mean, I was like semi-obsessed with him, like immediately. <laughs> we clicked right away and I just like, I don't know. I loved his like chill energy. I don't know. Then we ended up just spending all night together and we closed the bar down and we left together. Can you tell me about a difficult time in your relationship and how you worked through it? I mean, the difficult times is like, you know, we've broken up twice. Um, but the last time was extra hard because he couldn't tell me why he wanted to break up and I was so complacent like I was so you know fine with what with how we were doing which should not have been the case um so I was just you know when you live together forever and you like have the same friends it's hard to break that all apart but it was a push that needed to happen and it brought me to New York so that's great um but Learning from that was, yeah, just communication and because we were apart, like, learning to appreciate each other and, yeah, you really, it, we're a, a year and a half apart, but we, like, you know, we texted every day and we saw each other probably four times during that time, um, back and forth, traveling between SF and New York, but um, the biggest yeah, to learn to talk, to be able to talk to each other and not be scared that, you know, it's like after this many years, like, he's not going anywhere. I can say whatever I want and he's not going anywhere, <laughs> you know? So I better just say it and just, like, get it off my chest. I mean, people are in relationships for, you know, 10 plus years, 40 years. Yeah. Um, like, what do you find, I don't know, fulfilling or, like, exciting about being with someone, knowing someone in that way? I mean, I think watching someone grow 
like I've watched Terry grow is amazing, like and inspiring, like I've said before too, just like he's a force. Like he is constantly working and constantly bettering his career and like trying to to do new things and learn more so he can be a better artist. And I think that's awesome. Um, And yeah, I'm constantly inspired by that. And your relationship spans California and New York. Uh, What does love mean to you? It's like so much. I don't know, especially with Terry. Like we've grown up so much together. We've been together for nine years now um we've definitely had our ups and downs and we've learned a lot about what it's what it means to be together um at first it was so easy at first it was like it was just like honeymoon for like the first two years and then just like things start to fall apart you know like there just like comes a time when it's like okay like you're too much and I need space and we just you know it's just a lot of like learning how how much space we need and what it means to be there for each other but I still am trying to figure out what that means Um, but definitely we took a year and a half apart um, before Terry moved to New York, and I think that was the most important time in my life to learn about who I really am and what I need and to reassess kind of our relationship. And, I mean, I feel like we've never been healthier and we've never been happier, so it's it's been really good. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys think you'll collaborate on anything or have you collaborated on anything? Yeah, we collaborate all the time, I feel like. Um, It's a lot of community um, between Terry, myself, our really, really good friend Brian, who we've also been, we've all been friends with for like, yeah, same amount of like nine years. You know, we used to live together. And also Josh Goldsmith. Um, We have like a photo, it's called Photocrit. (laughs) like a mess a group message thread and we're constantly putting up work that we do and just like talking about it and um we just terry just put out or is about to put out a new book and i i definitely have photos in it and so does brian so does josh and a bunch of other people but yeah yeah all the time it's it's a constant that's I'd say 80% of our conversation is about work, (laughs) our work. (laughs) That's great. Um, What's next for you? I don't know. It's something that I struggle with, and it's something I thought about a lot when I was traveling. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out a balance with making money, doing what I love to do, but also, like, I have a hard time taking photo jobs that I'm not super stoked on because it makes me sad. It makes me, like, not want to take photos. So it's 
right now I'm happy doing what I'm doing where I'm making money at a bar or whatever and then shooting for myself on the side and if something if a job comes up that I really love I can take it and if jobs come through and I don't want to shoot it then I have the flexibility to say no because I don't need that money so that's I mean I'm I'm at a good balance for now but my problem is like it's just not something that I can keep doing forever you know how do I how do I market myself to shoot what I love? It's hard. It's hard. So my last few guests, I asked them all this question. Um, it's sort of the theme for my first season is why is sexual pleasure important? Oh my gosh. It's like something you just don't even think about. It's like, it's almost like a um, out of body experience or like an, it's like, I think back on like, you know, like having had sex or whatever the night before and I'm like, God, that was like, and you're just like, you know, going about your business and then you have like a flashback and you're like, oh, it's like this like animal side of you that's like almost not myself. And maybe that's kind of awesome to be able to not, to just like be this other thing that's like uncontrolled, you know, you completely trust the other person, right? I mean, you have to, like, you have to let go. I think maybe that moment is important in that way. Yeah. Well, that concludes our interview. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks to the talented Tatum Mangus. You can check out her beautiful photos at tatummangus.com. Extra special thanks to our content editor, Annalise Jeske, and our audio engineer, Matt Leibowitz. See you next time.